maravillosa, aleluya, 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 praise the Lord, aleluya, 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 praise the Lord, aleluya, 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 praise the Lord, my Jesus conquer Satan, aleluya, praise the Lord, amen, praise God, aleluya, let us pray. Father, we thank you for this wonderful day. This is the day that you have made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Thank you that the entrance of your word brings forth light and understanding to the simple. Thank you so much, O oh Lord, for the word you have for your people. Thank you for revelation. Thank you for transformation. Thank you for insight. Thank you for speaking through me. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You know everything about everyone. And Lord, I pray, come and meet your people at the very point of their needs. Cause them to hear the word that says this is the way walking it. Let there be clarity. Oh, let there be light where there is darkness. Lord, let there be alignment, everyone with your purpose and your plans. They will walk out of this world completely refreshed, blessed and empowered in Jesus' name. Amen. So today, I'll be looking at the story of another man. Last week, we were looking at the exceptional and what? Exemplary life of faith of a woman who defied all odds, a barrier breaker, who in spite of the limitation of our culture, and in spite of the limitation of our place of birth, was not going to allow anything to hold her back. You know you are limited by your own limitations. It's only the limitation you acknowledge that becomes a barrier. But the limitation that you confess becomes a stumbling block. In God, you are not limited. That is why he spoke to us that it's a year of limitless possibilities. Amen. Because it's in him, there's no limitation. Amen. Praise God. I said, praise God. The exceptional and the exemplary life of faith. Today, I'm looking at the life of another man. We looked at the centurion. Then we looked at who? Syrophoenician. And we're looking at another man. Whose name is what? What's his name? Who wants to tell me the name of this man? Okay, let's go to the book of Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 51, from verse number 1. Isaiah 51, from verse number 1. Listen to me, you who follow after righteousness. Tell your neighbor, listen. Tell your neighbor, don't be distracted. Why, why do you have it written here, listen to me? In fact, in this particular verse alone, you find it repeated four times. Listen to me. Listen to me. Look at it. Listen to me. The M there is capital. So Isaiah was not just telling them, listen to him as a prophet. Was it listen to what? The voice that is speaking through his voice. So listen to the voice that is speaking to you, not just my voice. Because if you are just hearing me, you are missing out on some things. Learn to hear the voice within the voice. So I'm saying to you this afternoon, listen to me. Hello, those who follow after what? Righteousness, you who seek the Lord. Why are you here today? Why are you not at home? Because you have come seeking the Lord. You have come to hear a fresh word from God. The Lord, as I'm going into this week, what word do you have for me? We're not like the world who just entered, you know, just go into a, a, a day just like that or a week just like that. Amen. Because when God goes, at, when, he, when he's ahead of you, when he's gone ahead of you, you can be guaranteed that it will end well. Because in the beginning was what? And the word was what? With God. He knows the end from the beginning. And you will hear that word. So, then what exactly did he say to them? He said, look to the rock from which you were what? Hewn. And to the hole of the pit from which you were dug. Look to the rock. Don't look to the sand. There's a difference between the rock and the sand. Look to the rock. 
look to the rock. What exactly is this rock that Isaiah was asking them to look to by the Spirit of the living God? What's the rock? Look to the wall, to the rock. And to the hole of the pit on which you were dug. Look to who? Look to who? Look to Abraham. Look at the world. Open it and look at it on your hand. L look at it. Look to Abraham, your father, and to Sarah, who bore you. For I called him what? Alone. And then I blessed him and increased him. Show me one person. I'm a student of the Bible. Show me one person called by God, who walked with God, who followed God, that eventually, you know, uh, finished with regret. Show me just one, none, none. He said, I called him alone. Because when you are called by him, he will not leave you the way you are. He said, and I bless him, and I increase him. That is the portion of those who what, obey and follow God. I bless him, and I increase him. And look at what it says. He will comfort all her waste places. He will make her wilderness like Eden. What does that mean? Was there any lack in the Garden of Eden? How about the lack in our world today? It's because of the fall. Why are we having so much? Why is there so much fear? You know, the problem of COVID is not even the issue of the virus. It's the fear. The fear. The whole. This fear. The fear. Oh, this thing is called fear. The fear is being propagated by fear. By fear, there's a spirit of fear spreading it. But the moment you can take a stand, we can take a stand and say, no, we come against fear. And there was no fear until the fall. Fear came with the fall. When Satan fell, he fell from heaven to earth. When man fell, man fell from what? From dominion. He also fell from faith, was replaced by fear. And her desert like the Garden of Eden. Joy and gladness will be found in it. Thanksgiving and voice of melody. L let me open this. Let's read it from the easy to read translation. Easy to read translation. Isaiah 51. And listen. If you have that, you can open and read along. If you don't, just listen. Easy to read translation. It reads on I quote. Israel should be like Abraham. Can I see, you know, the city of refuge be like Abraham? Hello? Can I start to mention her name and say what? What? Should be like who? Should be like Abraham. You can put your name there. What is your name? Tom Tom should be like Abraham. Some of you people try hard to live good lives. You go to the Lord for help. Listen to me. You should look at Abraham, your father. He is the rock that you are caught from. Abraham is your father. So look at him. Look at Sarah who gave birth to you. Abraham was alone. Why is the Bible referring to Abraham as our father? He's, the father of, he's referred to as the father of faith. Abraham is your father. Abraham was alone when I called him. Then I blessed him. And he became a great family. God is going to bless us in this, in this church family. I'm telling you, he's going to bless us. He's going to bless us. And not only that, you will see those that, those that has been quite a while that we've seen. God bringing them back. I had a revelation overnight. Not, not, not Saturday to Sunday, but Friday to so Saturday. And one of us, and I saw this, this young man, who has been quite a while that I've seen. And I, I, saw, I saw him, and we were talking. And I was like, oh, it's been a while that I've seen you. And it's like, yes, pastor, this and that. And I said, well, where's your wife? And I left and I moved to the place. And I saw and I saw the wife, and I said, "Call her name." And she came to me. Was like initially was like, "Yes, I've come." 
And then suddenly she just fell on me, and then she was just weeping. And I was just, I was just praying for her, praying for her. And I woke, I woke up from that dream with tears in my eyes. I was praying, still with the same prayer. And the Lord said to me, it's time for restoration. It's time for restoration. You see those that we have not seen, you see again, God restoring. God restoring again. Why? Because there's a purpose of God for them too in this place. You see God do some things in their lives. You see God bringing, you, you see all of that. And can I tell you, when God restores, he doesn't give you back what you've lost. God gives you back what? More. So you're going to see that. You're going to see many other people joining us. That's why it's important that all of us are trained. That you don't treat them anyhow. We don't go into our own cliques and say, these are, oh, that this is just, oh, we are, these are my friends, and I don't, no, no, no. When you see a new person coming, you embrace. It doesn't matter whether he speaks your language, or she speaks, or she doesn't speak your language. But uh, when God orders the step, you embrace, you show that person love. You let that person see as being part of the family. Because God is bringing many. You know, we will not be doing our job. If they walk in and then we're looking at them and then we're going into our own clique and then we're going to our own friends and we leave them, you know, we're not doing our job because what? We'll be telling them whether in a way that we, they are not well, welcome. They are not welcome. And can I cannot further say this, and I want to also say this, also be very careful, don't speak a language that somebody doesn't understand because I know that we are multilingual here. You know, more different, different languages. Don't be speaking that, say it, because all those things sometimes make people feel uncomfortable. And I'm saying that because God is bringing many people. He's bringing many people. We just wait until we get to a building. You see many coming in, and you'll be surprised. You say, wow, what is it? You know, if God could do, look at what God has done for us in three and a half years. If God will do this in three and a half years, what will God do in another three and a half years? What will God do in another five years? What will God do in another ten years? What will God do? He said it's a, it's, it's a decade of limitless possibilities for us. So look to him. So in the same way the Lord will bless Zion. Hallelujah. I bless you. I say you have the blessed of the Lord in the name of Jesus Christ. God has opened a new book for you in Jesus' name. This is not just this this season is bigger than just going into a new building. There's something happening and new and afresh for you. Regarding your life, regarding your business, regarding you, something new. There's something new. There's a newness that is happening in this season. And for some of us, for us as a church, it is the new building. And then for others, you now find new business opportunities, new openings, new favors, new jobs, new opportunities coming your way. You know, God is doing something new. And for some, new babies. Brother Peter, you said amen. Amen. I agree with Brother Peter. In Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. In the same way the Lord will bless Zion. He said he will feel sorry for her and her people. And he will do something great for her. Oh, God will do something great in our lives. He will turn the, our wilderness into what? Into the Garden of Eden. The land was empty. Which will become like the Lord's Garden. People there will be what? Very, very happy. He said the people there will be very happy. And then what will happen after that? They will sing victory songs to thank God for what he did. So let's go back to Isaiah 51. He said, look to the rock from which you are hewn. Look to the rock. Look to the rock. What is that rock? Why didn't he say, look to the sand? What is that rock? What is that rock? Look to the rock. What is the rock? 
that rock is what? Christ. But to be more specific, is it look to the rock there. Look to the rock. That's the revelation of what? Of Christ the King. Look to the rock. In essence, what is that talking about? He's talking about the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Because Jesus will not come down physically, but he has given us his word. He gave us the written word to lead us to the living word. So that when we encounter the written word, the living word can become our experience. Because if you just hear yes, 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 because you are hearing does not mean it's becoming, it has become your experience. Hearing is different from doing it. Because what you hear and you don't do does not become your experience. Look to the rock. Why is it? Why is it saying we should look to the rock? Why? Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7, from verse 24. If you have a Bible like mine, it says, build on word. Open your Bible, Matthew chapter 7. Don't just be looking at me. Open and look at it. Matthew chapter 7. What does it say? Build on the rock. It said, therefore. Anytime you see therefore, Ask what is it there for. Therefore, whoever, does that include you? Whoever hears these things of mine and what does them? I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. Can I submit to you any revelation that you believe that you've received? If they've not become your experience, you have not fully received them. Revelation is not just something that you hear. Revelation is to transport you from where you are so that that light becomes your experience. So if they've not become your experience, it means that, oh yeah, you still need to hold on to it and continue to act on it and continue to believe it until they become. Because it's not just to hear. Because, oh yeah, 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 I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. But yes, you may know, you may have had it before, but is that thing your experience yet? If there is not your experience yet, that means that you still have a way to go. You're still on a journey. You still have a distance to travel. You have not gotten to destination yet. Yes, maybe you've left the station, but you are still where? On your way. If you're supposed to take a, 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 a train from St. Albans, and you are, go, you are going to what? To University of Melbourne, you're supposed to drop at where? North Melbourne. If you drop at uh, at Footscray or what? Or Southern Cross. You say, wow, Southern Cross. Hey, this is beautiful. And then you drop. You have become distracted. You have not gotten to destination. Revelation is to take you to destination. So he says, look to the rock. He said, therefore, anyone who hears the sins of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. What are you building the house of your life upon? And the rain descended, and the floods were came, and the winds were blew, and beat on the house, and what happens? The house what? The house what? Did not fall, for it was founded on, on the rock. Now, 26, for everyone who hears these things of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the... The first man built his house on what? This man is not building his own on the... Now, what is the experience of the man that built on the sand? This man... The rain descended, the floods came, the winds blew, and beat on his house, and it fell, and great was its fall. What was the problem here? The rain. The rain that fell on the man that built on sand was too much. The wind was blowing. 
what was the problem here? Why did his why did his house fall and the house of the other man did not fall? What? What was the problem? The foundation. The, was the problem the rain? Was the problem the, 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 the storm? Was the problem the, the, the wind? So what do rains come to test? No, your, 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 your covering. Rains will come to check your covering. Because we, 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 we on the roof is checking out whether is there any leakage anywhere. And I'm telling you, the way it is now, there's not been any rain. Let the rain start to fall. It will expose all the leakages. To check the and what is it? What what is that? The roof, the covering, covering. What are the co co you know? Relationships are supposed to cover us. Relationship is the currency of the spirit. Your relationship will cover you. My relationship with you is supposed to cover you. So I watch over you in the spirit if you allow me. How do you allow? Can I allow you, Pastor? If we are in agreement, if the way you see me, I can fight for you in the spirit. I can say, no, this one is one of mine. You can't touch him. You can't touch her. But if we are not in agreement, if you believe you can, you are just, oh, no, 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 no. Oh, yes, I'm this. I can do whatever I like. And then, no, no, but no, no, no. Not even pastor can talk to me. If you feel like that, yes. It will be difficult for me to fight for you in the spirit. You know, issues will happen that you will not have what the capacity to carry it alone. I'm telling you, we all need one another. That is why one will chase what? A thousand. And two will chase what? Ten thousand. There's ranking in the spirit. All of us are not the same in the spirit. Even in the natural army, are they the same? That's why you have what is called what? You know, I worked for one year with the military. Not here, back in Nigeria. And I saw that they had ranking. That when you join the military, especially the army, you start with what? You're an officer, especially when, you, when you're a graduate. You start as what? Ah, no, no. All of them are the same. No, you're an officer, but you start, what, is, what rank? Do you start with? Second lieutenant. You start with the second lieutenant. After you've done three years of training. Second lieutenant. I was at the Nigerian Defense Academy in Kaduna. And I, saw, I got there and I saw that some people, were, some, people, some people were working like this. Some people were... I said, who are those who are running up and down like this? He said, those are the ones who they are just JJC. They just landed. He said, for the... So for the first six months after you land, you, you don't walk there, you run. You must be fit. They're always running like this. They're always walking like this. I said, that is how you know. Then those who are about to finish, they walk like this. And then, so that, he said, yes, and they were explaining everything to me. You, the, when you finish, you start as a second lieutenant. From there, you, you go to where? You go to where? No, you become a lieutenant. From lieutenant, you become what? You become captain. From captain, you become what? Major. From major, you become what? Lieutenant colonel. From lieutenant colonel, you become what? Colonel. From colonel, you become what? Brigadier general. From brigadier general, you become what? Major general. From major general, you become what? Lieutenant general, you become from lieutenant, you become what? General. The different rankings. They are not the same. And do you know what? If you are a junior officer, when you meet a senior officer, you don't you know, how, how are you? How are you? No, you don't do that. If you do that, what happens? You are going to the guard room. If you have your hat on, what do you do? Without your hat, what do you do? And you walk away. You don't, a general is not walking. About how you do no, you don't do that. You don't do that. The moment you say yes, you walk past. Do you know that we have also been enlisted in an army? It's the army of the Lord. And the, 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 now 
the field marshal is Jesus Christ himself. But all of us have our different ranks in the army. Are you listening to me? And the, what, you, what, what the rank you have will determine the command you hold. That is why the centurion also what, was in command of about 100 to 200 soldiers. You know, you depend on the, on the, so we all are not the same ranking. But do you know, depending on the rank, because of the, my place in the body and the calling of God for me, we can fight together. We can be alone and we can win victories together. We can win battles together. But we must what? There must be an agreement in the spirit. So the rain will come to check your word. The covering. And then the storm will check your word. In other words, we'll check your word. No, no, no. Check the structure. Storm will check your structure. But what exactly is it checking? Your strength. Your strength. Everybody will go through storms of life. There's no body that has been spared. There's no, every word, the exams are different. Everybody will write exams of life. It's different from one person to another. Hello? Just as the exam in commerce is different from that of business, and is business different from that of medicine, and uh, junior doctor is different from senior doctor, the exams are different, but still, you write, write what? In the same way, all of us write exams of life. Exams of life. So it's to check your strength. So when storms are blowing your way, it's not the time to fold up. It's the time to what to rise up and start to what to resist and to fight. Because but if there's no strength in you, what happens is this: you fold. And the issue is not because of the storm; it's because of the strength in you. And that is why hearing words like this deposits strength in us. Strength in us. And if you're a parent, you have double word responsibility on your hand, especially when these children are young. We just dedicated Nam. Until Nam is able to stand for herself, the battle for her is what the parents, because she can't defend herself. And the other, until they reach the age of accountability, you have a duty, you have a responsibility to defend them, to pray over them, to ensure that they are in line. To train them up, connect them to God. Amen. You know, at the end of the day, you realize that many things that we're investing in now, they will not matter. And I'm talking to you. I want you to pause. Whatever you are doing now, and you are investing time, and you say, I'm so busy with this, I'm so busy with that, will those things matter in 500 years' time? Will they matter in 500 years' time? Will they matter in a thousand years' time? Anything, all this, whatever God is giving us now, they will be worthless without value if they are not being used to advance the kingdom of God, including marriage. Including marriage. If they are not being used to advance kingdom, they will have very little value. Or do you think you get to heaven and you'll be talking to Jesus and say, How is it? Oh, Jesus, I bought three cars when I was, when I was on earth. He said, Three cars. Say yes. Do you think that's what you'll be telling him? Will the cars matter there? Or can you transport them there? Except you use them to advance kingdom. The house. Oh, yes, I bought this house. I did this. Would it matter there? Say, Jesus, come and look at the house I bought while I was in Melbourne. Would it matter there? There's no house here that will even surpass what they have there. But will it matter there? We're talking about building. The purpose of it is to use it to advance the kingdom of God. If it's not being used to advance the kingdom of God, then what is the eternal value will it have? Because if you're not thinking eternally, then what's the difference between us and those who do not know the Lord? They don't think like that. They think about here and here alone. But the difference is that because we are what we belong to the Lord. He said, look to Abraham. Why are we talking about Abraham now? Because what he did imparted eternity. 
what he did has transport gone beyond just the life he lived. Is Abraham still alive here now? Is he living in uh, Jerusalem now? Why are we talking about him today? How many years ago did Abraham die? How many years ago? What? 200 years ago. 5,000 years ago. How many years ago did Abraham die? From creation to Abraham. Hmm? 2,000 years. From Abraham to where? To Jesus. How many? 2,000 years. From Jesus to year 2000. How many? You should get the book I wrote over 10 years ago. Because I explained all of that there. It's called Fulfilling Your God's Given Destiny. Have you seen my book? Ah, I don't know whether it's available now, but we'll again put it. And um, before this end of this year, latest by next year, new books are coming out. They're coming out. The, 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 the team, they're working on it. They're working on it. They've started editing it. What's the title? You just wait. They're working on it. At least two books will be coming out in the next, what, 12 months. Two books. In the next 12 months. Because we must understand. You must have a clarity of understanding of the thing that we're talking about. Look to Abraham. What did Abraham discover? What made him who he is to us today? He died about 4,000 years ago. Over 4,000 years ago, and we're still talking about him. There are those who died 10 years ago. Nobody is remembering. Why? Because did they impart lives? Did they change? Was there somebody that was helped, imparted, encouraged by what he did? Romans chapter 4. And I'll close. Romans chapter 4, verse number 16. What did Ab Look at the story of Abraham. Romans chapter 4. Therefore, it is of what? It is of faith that it may be according to grace. Maybe we should go to verse 1 quickly. Verse 1. Romans 4 from verse number 1. Romans 4, verse number 1. Let me read it to you from the New International, the NIV translation. Romans 4, verse number 1. Are you there? What shall we say then that Abraham, our forefather, according to the flesh, discovered in the matter? What did Abraham discover? Meaning that there was a time he didn't know this. Hello? And if, in fact, Abraham was justified by works, he had something to boast about, but not before God. But what does the scripture say? Abraham did what? Believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness. Abraham believed God, and God credited his account. <laughs> Amen. Verse 16. Therefore, the promise comes by war. By faith, that it may be by and may be guaranteed to all, not only to those who are of the law, but to those who are the faith of Abraham, he is the father of all. all. Then, verse 17, as it is written, I have made you. Wow, I have what is I've made you. Is that past tense, present tense? What is it? I have made you. What? When God spoke to Abraham and said, I have made you, how many children did Abraham have? And God said what? Well, he had Ishmael, but was Ishmael with him? Ishmael had been sent away in chapter 16. And God now said, I have made you a father of many nations. I have made you a father of what? Of five children. 
many, many nations are not just five children. You need to ask yourself and say, well, at least start with one verse. But God said, I've made because God does not speak. He declares the end from the beginning. God does not look into the future. He looks back at the future. Why? Because the future is in him. We are looking into when we go do this, when we go do that. If you hook up with God, he will take you into that future so that you can start to see what he did. Remember when Moses was saying, Lord, who will go with me? And the Bible says that God went, he said, nobody that is alive can see me. He said, but I will pass before you and you will see my backside. Do you remember that? What did Moses see? Eh? What did Moses see? He said, hey, he saw God's back. He saw the dress he wore. Eh? He said, hey, ah, these trousers are God. Where did he get it from? When did he, hey, was it from, uh, uh, from where? From, oh, I mean, from, uh, from Peter Jackson. He said, oh, was it the trousers he was looking at? What was God showing him when he said, I will go before you and you see my backside? He was showing him what he did in the past. You know, when you start to, that's why the church must become prophetic. So that you can start to what, hear what God has done before time concerning your life. The moment you have understanding of what he did before time, in the midst of the storm, you have peace. Because you know how it will end. You know that, oh yes, I know, because he told me already. You know, anytime I pray about a baby, say, I have given it to you. I have given it to you. Before even we call, we, 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 we've gone anywhere, I have given it. They say again, say, I have given it. Or you tell me it is done. It is done. It is done. Oh, yes. Have we collected the key yet? No. We kept on saying it is done. Have we entered the place yet? No. We said, I have given it to you. You know what was it? What, what you trying to pass across to me and teach me there? I will teach you what he taught me. I will teach you what he's been trying to. He said, uh, it's, it's, He told Abraham, I have made you before him whom he believed. Even God who quickened what? The dead. At this time, Abraham's body was dead. And Sarah's womb was what? Dead. And God said, I will quicken the dead. Meaning, it does not matter your circumstance, I can change it. <laughs> oh, Oh, are you listening to me? That it doesn't matter your circumstance. That the moment God is involved with it, God can change it. It doesn't matter what the what, what the law is saying. God can change it. God can change situation for you. He can change immigration law for you. He can change circumstance for you. Oh, but when God's man will step into the situation, God's man doing God's work in God's time. Oh, we never lack what God support. The problem is this, the atmosphere of God we do. Are we carrying that? He wants us to carry that. He said, quicken the dead. Quicken the dead. And what, what else? He said, and cause what? Those things which be known as though they were. Before now, how was Abraham when God called him? How old? Let me come to this side. How old was Abraham when God called him? Are you sure? Should we check it out? You confident? But let me let me commend your boldness. Let me commend your boldness. Do you agree with Sharon? Demi Lady? You are you are you are you are in Bible. Do you agree with Sharon? You don't agree how many how many years? Okay, now, well, let the A's say, yeah, I mean, how do they say it? <laughs> let the, <laughs> let the, <laughs> how many of us agree with uh, 96? Ah, nobody. How many of us agree with 75? Okay, the I's have it. Let's go. Let's confirm so that we're sure. You know, let's go to Genesis. Genesis chapter what? In the first service, let me, I said, how old was Abraham when God called him? Somebody said 90. How old was he when he gave birth to Isaac? Somebody said 99. Then I said, I need to see the result of your mathematics. So Genesis 12, quickly, let's go there. 
so that we can see this for ourselves. And then it's clear. Next time when I ask the question, we are just rattling it out with confidence. Genesis 12 from verse 1. Now the Lord said to who? Abraham. Yes, what did the Lord say to him? Get out of your work, from your work, and from your work, to the land I will. So for many of us, can you now see that you are not the first person to leave your country or Bath to move to where? To Melbourne or to Australia? I said, verse 2, I will make you what? A great nation. And I will do what? And make your name. And you shall be what? I will bless those who? I will cause him who? What is God saying there? I will, I will be your defender. I will fight your battles. Amen. He said, I will fight your battles. Are you listening? Can you hear that? Is somebody hearing that? God is saying to somebody, I will fight your battles. I will bless those who bless you. I will cause those who curses you. He now says, you know, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Now, I want him not to read verse number four for me. And he was 70, what? Five years old when he departed from Haran. Amen. I love this. You know, it's not even whether you've got the verse or the chapter, but even the boldness to be able to say, this is it. I was 75 years old. So, but now, let's go to Genesis 17. How was Abraham when he had this encounter that changed his life? Oh, somebody needs to hear this. How old was he? Can somebody hear that it's not too late? <laughs> Can you hear it's not too late? <laughs> Amen. Can you hear it's not too late? Someone who said, but my age. No, that is your age. But there's his time. <laughs> In this time. In this time. He makes all things beautiful. In his time. Lord, please show me every day. As you are leading me your way that you do just what you say in your time three and a half years ago we could not even go near we could not make an offer for a for this building how much was it we could not three and a half years after look at what god has done with us so look what would god now do in under three and a half years Three and a half plus three and a half makes what? Seven, completion and perfection. Look at what God has done. How old was Abraham? He was 99 years old. According to us, we say 99, a man of 99, you should be preparing for your grave. He just started ministry. Don't let the Satan tell you you are getting too old. Don't let the enemy tell you that it's too late. There's nothing like hopelessness in God. It does not matter the situation because Christ in you is the hope of glory. There's no situation that is hopeless. Human beings might turn it hopeless. People might look at it and say there's no hope. But how about God? God? Is that what God is saying about it? Find out what God is saying about it because that will be the thing that will determine the outcome for you if you truly believe it. The Lord appeared to Abraham and said to him, I'm almighty God, walk before me and be blameless. Verse 2, I will make my covenant between me and you. My assignment this morning, my assignment today, is for you to develop an understanding in God's covenant world. There is not a covenant breaker, he's a covenant keeper. That the moment you can lay hold on his covenant for you, that the walls open doors, the walls limitless possibility, they are covenant words for you. You may not have had him speaking to you directly, but there's something he has spoken to you corporately. That this is a year of open doors and limitless possibilities. That that is not limited to what our circumstances, is not limited to our situation, but what God is saying that in spite of it, yes, this is your year. Then Abraham fell on his face and God talked with him and saying, 
As for me, behold, my covenant is with you. You shall be a father of what? At 99. When he should be writing his word. And he should be visiting those who are well. And say, God said no. Because God has not finished with him. Amen. The reason you are not dead is because he has not finished with you. There's still another chapter. There's, for some of us, it's another book completely. But for some of us, it's another chapter that God he wants to open up. Open up. Open up. That's why I don't look at anybody and say, God has finished with this person. It does not matter the state of it. It doesn't matter because he has taught me. Don't look at it like that. No longer shall your name be called what? Abraham. But your name shall be what? For I have made you father of many nations. God changed his name. But beyond that, God was changing what, what he will now be calling himself so that he could become. Does it matter what you call yourself? Do I say, does it matter what you call yourself? Ah, okay. You're not sure. Remember, we must be sure. Verse number 15. Same chapter, verse number 15. Then God said to Abraham, as for what? Sarai, your wife, you shall not what? You shall not what? Call her what? Her name what? But Sarah shall be her name. I will bless her and also give her a son by her. Give you a son by her. Then I will bless her and she shall be a mother of nations. Kings of people shall be from her. So does it matter what you call yourself? God said, don't call her, but call her this. Don't call her Sarai. Call her what? Sarah. Because Sarah means mother of men. Because the seed of nations are in her. Call her. Don't look, don't call yourself what God has not called you. Because when you say call Call the things that be not as though they were. Don't call yourself what God was. What essentially, what was God telling Abraham here? Call yourself what I've called you. Don't call your circumstances what God has not called. Can you call yourself the sick and at the same time be healed? Eh? Can you call yourself poor at the same time rich? Can you call yourself I'm so weak at the same time you are strong? You cannot. Because what you call yourself, you become. Stop calling yourself what God has not called you. Don't go out and say, Mr. Poor Man is here. You know? Is that what God is calling you? Eh? Is God looking at you and saying, hopeless? Is God looking at you and saying, I'm calling you? Stop calling yourself or your situation, your circumstance, your son, your child. Don't call yourself what God has not called you. I, I don't know how to emphasize this. This message is about you calling yourself what God has what? Called you. When God changed his name, he was giving him a new name, but much more importantly, he was teaching him to start to call himself what he has what? Called him. Can I show you also Moses? Moses said, look at it. Hebrews. 11.24. Quickly. Hebrews 11.24. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 24. What does it say? Hebrews 11.24. By faith, Moses, when he became of age, refused. If you call me Mr. Poor Man, I will answer you. I will refuse to answer you. By faith, Moses refused refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He refused to be called that. Because you can't be the son of Pharaoh's daughter and be the deliverer of Israel at the same time. You have to choose one. You can't be the son of Pharaoh's daughter and be the prophet of Israel. You have to choose one. You can't be the son of Pharaoh's daughter or where and be the one that we're talking about today. You have to choose one. So then what should I be calling myself? I feel so weak. Joel chapter 3. Is anybody want to tell us where we can find that now? Joel chapter 3 verse 10. Joel 3 verse 10. What should you, if you are weak, what should you be calling yourself? 
beat your plowshares into souls and your pruning hooks into spears. Let the weak say, This is not, if you are hearing positive confession, you are missing it. If you are hearing being positive, you are missing it. This is far, far bigger than being positive or positive confession. Because those things are limited. But this is calling the situation and yourself, yourself what God has what? Has called it. Let the weak say what? I am what? I'm strong. That's what God has called it. Call yourself that. How old was Abraham? How long did, how old was he when God called him? Let me rather you give it to me straight away now. Or, thank you. 75. Then, at it, when he arrived at this time, he was how many years old? 99. 99 minus 75. Now, mathematics now. Brother Francis, you have been patient. If let me hear mathematics go. <laughs> 24. He said 24. I wanted to hear someone who just say 37. <laughs> 24, thank you. You know, 24 years. You know, for 24 years, there was a struggle between the beginning of the journey and fulfillment. But the moment he laid hold on this, what happened? By the time he was 100, it took him less than a year. This will shorten things from just what taking so long. You know, there are things that should have happened for all of us that have taken so long. I'm telling you what the Lord has been teaching me. That the thing that has, is it just thing that should have happened, but the thing seems to be dragging and dragging and dragging. And this is one of the reasons why. Because if you start to call the situation the way God calls it, you know what you do? You invite angels to engage with it. And God will set him into motion to turn it around and change it. So be careful what you call yourself. Be careful what you call your children. Be careful what you even call. Whatever you don't want to see, don't call it that. Hello, don't call it that. Be careful. Do you want to see Changes. Do you want to see God work so powerfully in your life? Number one, start hear from God what has God said about that thing. Let it be made known to you. Let it be clear because this is not just being positive. This is hearing God with clarity. What has God said about that thing? Hear him well. If you are not sure, take time to hear. Separate time and say, hear what is God saying about it. That's one. Number two, the moment you are clear, start to call that thing what God has called it. Number three, don't be dissuaded by circumstances or apparently contrary circumstances because if it is destiny to be contested, there's no true destiny that will not be contested. I'm telling you, if you are willing to build, then be ready for battle. Why? Because he knows that if he's able to dissuade you and move you away from that path, he has won and you have lost. And he's looking for a man that will join him in the place that he is. He has lost eternally. The enemy has lost what? Etern he's looking for many that will join him there. So don't allow circumstances to change your mind. Don't allow to how many people have changed their mind because of the circumstances that they faced. Because of the resistance that the enemy put up. Having done all, what do you do? Run away? Stand. Stand. You're trusting God for that healing. And you've been trusting God. You've been trusting God. Stand. You're trusting God for that building. And we've been believing God. been believing God. What should we continue to do? Stand. And declare it. Before anything will happen, I said, I declare that God has given us the building. Declare it, call that thing what God has called it. Don't be dissuaded by circumstances. Find out what God has. The moment you find out that this is what God is saying, stand like a rock of Gibraltar. Remove immovable on it. Amen. And do you know, if you're willing to stand forever, you don't need to stand for very long. But the challenge is that he knows that if he attacks you, if he puts up an opposition, he will shift. 
So he, he resisted with all his strength. Knowing fully well that what will happen, he will do all. You will move away. But you will not. You will stand. You will be strong. You will fulfill your destiny. In the name of Jesus. I call you the blessed of the Lord. I call your children blessed. I call your future blessed. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, God has given us this beautiful building. I want to thank God for it. Thank God for it. Oh, that day of, of, of our first service will be so glorious. We thank God for how far God has gone with us. But you know, for you are the building that God is building. It is your life that he wants to make so beautiful. In the name of Jesus Christ. And that situation that is looking so hard now, it will turn back. It will become a testimony for you. It will turn your test into testimonies. In Jesus' name. That you think, oh, you don't know in the mess that this situation is. The mess that we are in, or the mess I'm in, that mess will become a message for the generation that is to come. Uh, because they will hear what you've done and they can learn from your story. Isn't that what we are learning about in Abraham today? Rise up on your feet. Wow. God sent his son. Came to love. He learned forgive. He lived and died. Till by my pardon. An empty grave is there. To show my Savior lives because he lives, because he lives. I confess tomorrow because he lives. All fear is gone because I know, yes, I know. He holds my future. My life is worth a living just because he lives. Father, I present every life present here before you. And thank you so much for where you've started with it. Thank you for what you're doing now. And thank you for the things you will do in the days to come. Thank you for the things you will do for us, with us, in us, in the days to come. Thank you so much that none of us will our past become our prison. And your past will not be, your future will not be defined by your past. In the name of Jesus Christ, raise up your two hands to heaven as I release again the blessing of God over you. Father, thank you. In Jesus' name. Now, everyone whose hands are raised up in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, I declare in the name of Jesus Christ, and I'm asking for the release of the Spirit of God afresh over them. In Jesus' name, the Spirit of wisdom, the Spirit of understanding, the Spirit of counsel, the Spirit of might, the Spirit of knowledge, and of the fear of the Lord. And it will make you quick in understanding of the fear of the Lord. You will be quick. You will be sharp. You will be bright. You will be rich. You are highly blessed. You will be a major blessing to your generation. In the name of Jesus. Lord, I want to thank you because today, whatsoever is contrary to your will, purpose, and plan for, your, for their lives. Oh, Lord, my God, I come against it. And I say, in the name of Jesus Christ, it's a new day for them. We are entering into a new season. Even according to your calendar, Lord, Israel is entering into a brand new year. A year of new things. Father, in Jesus' name, oh Lord my God. This open doors and limitless possibilities, oh Lord, will be the experience. In Jesus, you will not lack help. You will not lack support. You will not lack assistance. In the name of Jesus. And once again, I stand here to command sickness and disease be gone. I say sickness and disease be gone. Sickness and disease be gone. In the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, I'm asking you, everyone who is under the sound of my voice, 
everyone, whether they are online or they're watching, I'm asking you, O oh Lord my God, that let only your plans and purpose for them define their year in the name of Jesus. They will arrive at the end of this year, all of us with lifted hands, rejoicing and dancing, and giving you glory because you surpass our expectations. That will be our Lord. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. You are therefore blessed. This week, you are blessed. You are blessed going out. You are blessed coming in. You are blessed in the city. You are blessed in the nation. In Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah.